podcast the first episode live and in person all three of us together in Vancouver that's right they (laughs) they have come over to me okay so we're actually in Edmonton but uh, we're finally together so last time at Christmas we were in Alberta (laughs) Ivy just is not happy we're here <laughs> and we're, we're in the truck and we've been there for like two hours and she's sitting there and her nose just bleeds just oh, suddenly man. and it's because it's so dry right and she's sitting there with a bleeding nose and she's like i hate alberta oh. <laughs> and it was so funny like her body was it's not phys- funny <laughs> physically rebelling against alberta it was so wonderful but oh, man well i am back and so we are in the same room which is really exciting it's good to have you home tanner (laughs) no it's good to be back so i'm back because i have a summer job here but with that summer job i have to download a ton of podcasts to keep myself sane yeah so i've been finding all these new ones and there's something i've realized we are not alone in our type of podcasts unfortunately (laughs) there's about 50 uh podcasts of three guys in a room who talk about theology and no, think they're isn't. really funny. There's lots. So I downloaded like the Happy Rant, the Gospel Friends, the Phil Vischer show. He's actually the creator of Veggie Tales, and that's actually a really cool show. Oh. Yeah. There's the Coffee Jesus and Theology podcast. That sounds so dumb. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of, that's in Vancouver, I think. A bunch of hipsters just sitting around drinking coffee. Talking yeah, about yeah, that's right. Oh, man. And Pass the Mic. There's so many. And I realized... The thing that I love about our podcast that makes us unique is that we have the courage to talk about the things that aren't important. <laughs> See, these podcasts, they talk about race relations, oh. abortion laws, religious liberty, whatever that is, yeah. Yeah. and like all this stuff. And it's like, okay, <laughs> you could. But you could also talk about why Christian music is bad and coffee, which is our (laughs) subject today, that we're devoting a whole episode to the theology of coffee. Hmm. And you will not get that elsewhere (laughs) because nobody's thought that's important enough. Like the the front runners of the conversation. The frontier. I feel like we're in America. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we are pushing boundaries. So, okay, let's actually talk about it. We're talking about coffee, mm. and I thought about, like, the classic, oh, is the addiction sin, blah, 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 boring. <sighs> Everyone knows the answer to that. Yes. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to be very... Uh... Very progressive this episode. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. I didn't want to have to take your <laughs> Dave. Do you, do you drink coffee? No, I don't drink coffee. There, yeah. yeah the why progressive don't you do guy. <laughs> why don't you drink coffee? Because it it's tastes. A... No, no. no. Oh, okay. okay, coffee tastes disgusting. It is horribly vile. Um, which does give me the unique perspective of seeing all of its faults and not being blinded by those. Right, like we're all addicted yeah. to it, so we can't even see past that. Yeah, the, exactly. Uh, but at at the same time, if I thought coffee was delicious, I would drink it all the time. If, Jackson, do you drink coffee? I don't 
I drink it when it's free. I will never buy a coffee. The thing is, like, I was a part of a, a group at my university that we made the school paper. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh. yeah, we did. We created a group called Fresh Pot Do you want to say this aloud? Do we need to, like, change some names <laughs> or something? <laughs> no, um, I won't reveal, like, they don't know who's in the group. You know, I, this is going to come out in the trial. This is going to be, like, deposition, <laughs> like, exhibit. No, no, no. They All right, completely okay. understand it. Like, yeah. It's explain, just, explain what you did with the school's funding. We create, we created, we're just like, how can we get our university to pay for our coffee? Was our the, Christian university. Our Christian university. Yeah. That's the premise. How do we get them to pay for our coffee? We're like, let's make a group that needs about coffee. There's groups that need about various things, like Smash Brothers Club. Really? You, you just do that? Like, that's what they do? You just play Smash Brothers? Like, wow. yeah. And then the, then the university plays pays for us to get pizza while we do that it's like then there's uh, people who do swing dancing like there's an activity right. that people do that they provide money for this uh, activity that we did was drink coffee right so we're like let's just get the university to pay for all of it so that's what we did so we had to host a few events on campus off campus and stuff like that to like qualify as a group right and then we just ended up getting free coffee for so like most of the days it is just you and a couple friends who get the coffee yeah yeah with the school's buddy. Yeah. <laughs> How expensive is the tuition at that school? Uh, that actually makes a, lot of sense. <laughs> makes a lot of sense when I think about it. So I'm of the opinion where it's like, if I did like it a lot and needed it, I probably still would have problems with drinking it too. There you go. I'm that person. Long-winded Tanner. I'll explain my position <laughs> through a poem I found from the year 1511. <laughs> And it comes from the Mecca of mm. all coffee-loving places. Mecca. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a real poem from 1511 that I found today. <laughs> oh, coffee, thou dost dispel all cares. Thou art the object of desire to the scholar. This is the beverage of the friends of God. <laughs> it gives health. To those in its service who strive after wisdom. And then it goes on and on. And then it says, The intelligent man who empties these cups of foaming coffee, he alone knows truth. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I want you to note that. I gotta start drinking this stuff. <laughs> May God deprive of this drink the foolish man who condemns it <laughs> with incurable obstinacy. I couldn't make this up in my trial. <laughs> But anyway, I think that's brilliant, and that's how I feel about coffee. I have a thermos of it every day. I didn't have one today, just because I forgot to make it, but uh, I bring it to school, and then I just nurse it throughout the day. Do you, like today, mm -hmm. this is an example, do you get headaches when you don't drink it? No. Okay. No. I think I probably, like, after like a big stint of like papers for weeks or midterms, I might get a headache one of those days after like three weeks of hardcore coffee, but well, I know some people do. Yeah, I know people too that they go into withdrawal when they haven't had their cup of coffee in the morning. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. They're freaking out and I'm like, can't, I don't want to talk to you, but you need to talk to somebody. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, let's get that over with because I mean, that is kind of the right. one that people think of immediately is addiction. Right. And that's, that's our problem with coffee if we have a problem. Right. But, uh, so let, let's get that out of the way because we probably have similar opinions on that. Right. If somebody is going into withdrawal, if they don't have coffee, headaches, uh, mood swings, whatever, is that, well, is that addiction and is that a problem? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I think so. 
that obviously it, they're they're having trouble functioning as they normally would without this substance. They need it to maintain their. But I get grumpy and I get physical symptoms if I don't eat food. That is different. Is it Why? different? I think it's different. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> I think that I think that is different. I think it's different. Now you explain. <laughs> I think it's different because there's you need nutrition. Your body will like shut down and can't function if you don't have food for a certain amount of time. I sleep on a big bed every day. That's comfortable. If I slept on the floor one day and I woke up and I had physical symptoms from that and irritability, is it because I'm addicted to my bed and that means I should not? be so attached. I'm mastered by my bed because it's made me irritable that I don't have it. This is a weird... Like, that's not a need to have a comfortable bed, but, like, you get used to it, and it's like coffee. It's like, okay, maybe that's an addiction, but maybe... You can tell I'm an addict because I'm being very right. defensive, where yeah. it's like, hey, and everybody else has a problem. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we could subtract all the luxuries we have from life and still be fine. And I think that when I... But you would have physical symptoms from subtracting those You get over them. Like, is it yeah, same with coffee, though. It's actually better to you sleep on flat surfaces. So if you're thinking... I'm thinking. <laughs> I, I can fall asleep it's on the bit, floor. I can't do What are you... Like, damn, you have a bed? How long oh, have you had? That's, that entire year I spent at the pink house, yeah. I lived on a tiny little, oh, like, yeah. inch-thick, yeah. terrible... No, it wasn't a thermorest. It was, like, the terrible version. Of oh. I bet your back felt better, too, though. Oh, you sleep fine. I slept for a couple of months on the floor beside my bed because I was a teenager and thought that was cool. And then it would make a cool story to like a girl one day that like, yeah, I just sleep on the floor. Yeah. Conversation started. Yeah. Where you sleep? I sleep on the floor. I just, to be manly, I think that really was my reason. But anyway. Okay, but yeah, any of those things, you would eventually get over them. Sure. Which is exactly like coffee. Anybody who's addicted to coffee, after a week, well... You're really addicted, maybe a month of headaches. You're, yeah. You're good. That'd be the same thing with lots of our things in our life. What's the difference? Hmm. But then, is there ever a problem with any sort of addiction? Because all addictions go away. Like, oh yeah, you're addicted to hard Well, drugs. but they... There's a harm in your life. Yeah, yeah. Probably. But I'm saying then, if that's the logic, addiction itself isn't a bad thing ever. Because mm. you can get over addiction. It's no, no, but a, I'm saying when you're when you're getting the substance, not not when it's taken away from you, but when you're getting the substance, there's harm in your life. Yeah, like that would be the problem with addiction, right? Hmm. Like addicted to food or addicted hmm. to this thing, like you would actually see harm while you're on the substance. It's yeah, it's yeah. affecting you in a way that coffee doesn't obviously have that effect. Like it's it's a relatively healthy drink. Unless you have, like, tons of it, it's not hurting your body. Right. It even has positive effect. Do we define coffee as a mood-altering drug? Yeah. Or, like, a psychoactive, if you want, like, the technical yeah. term. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's right, right from the mouth of the whole You guys are setting me We've up. been teaching kids forever to say no to drugs. <laughs> Tanner, you're here. What is this right now? All along, I have had the... The position of not wanting to get into coffee because when I get up in the morning, I don't want to be like, "All right, I need my, mm -hmm. I, yeah. I need this boost right now." Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's I pretty much agree. Mm -hmm. Moderation and 
If, like, you know, like, uh, oh, are we blurring names now? Is that our new thing? Well, we'll just okay. delete them. Schmandrew, <laughs> who Dave might or may not work for. <laughs> Let's just start doing that. <laughs> totally obscure. Um, he is a regular coffee drinker, but I've heard him talk on multiple occasions on like how he'll, what he intentionally gives coffee up for like yeah, a month at that. a time just to like prove to himself that he's not addicted. I think that's legit. And I think like even Lent is a cool chance for yeah. a lot of people where it actually is a good thing for them to do. Yeah. You know, just not me, <laughs> <laughs> says everyone. <laughs> okay, okay. What I want to talk about is this is this is the biggest question I have over coffee. And I was thinking about it all today and I did not have a good answer for this. Why is coffee different from other mood altering drugs? Yeah. It's socially acceptable. It's acceptable by Christians. I mean, Christians are so into coffee. I mean, that's our drink. Well, Christians. I'm doing air quotes. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, wow. Just questioned my salvation. <laughs> that's cool, man. But for the sake of the argument. Right, right. Yeah, ahead, yeah, the argument. It's like our drink. You know, where we have totally said stamp of approval oh, on coffee. This yeah. is the greatest thing. It's a mood-altering drug. Other mood-altering drugs would be things like, you know, taking Ritalin for being able to study more focused. You know, that's on college campuses a lot. Or, I mean, marijuana is a mood-altering drug, right? Where yeah. you can function in a lot of ways, and yet your mood has changed. There's lots of examples, and yet this one... Mm is one that's socially acceptable, and the other ones are not for Christians, or for a lot of Christians. What is the difference? I was trying to figure it out. Like, do I either have to be cool with all of them, or do I have to, like, be not cool with coffee? Or is there a divide? And, like, I can't think of what that divide is. Like, I seriously, it's bothering me. My fast answer to that, and you can tell me what you think of it, comes down to the effects of coffee are substantially minimal compared to the other ones. Like having a cup of coffee, like with coffee, you could have like three or four cups and kind of be okay. You yeah. might be a little jittery and stuff, yeah. I think. Maybe I'm just making assumptions about people. But yeah, through two or three beers, two or three glasses of wine, it's a little bit more mood-altering. I just think really? that it's the amount of change in the person's... But I think we have this stuff. natural... I think what we have is a natural feeling that if it's a depressant, then it alters your mood in a bad way, like marijuana and uh, alcohol. But when it's a, an accelerant, okay. like coffee, okay. well, that's just your mood, but more of your mood. You have more time for people and all this stuff. What is this natural disposition against mm. depressants? Like, well, that's not your mood anymore because it slowed you down. Hmm. Or that's not you. You're not in control if it's a depressant, but you're in control if it's an accelerant. Huh. I don't know. I see your point. It could just be limit. It could be that coffee is just a weaker substance than all those. I, I, I would, I'll take, unless Dave wants to say something quick, I, it's the cultural thing too. Like, it's just okay. And maybe it was an okay for Lawrence of Arabia, whoever you're quoting from the, from the 16th century. <laughs> no, was, well, maybe. <laughs> I think he was in the 1900s. I think. <laughs> Sorry, my history is a little blurry even though I just finished that degree. In, in Christian social circumstances, 
coffee's okay. In secular social circumstances, alcohol's okay. Yeah. It's just like us determining which one. Right, but we actually, uh, it, if society changed and marijuana became legal and became right. very normal, the idea that Christians have would be that would still be socially unacceptable for us, while coffee would not be. It's an objective difference. Maybe. Or do you think... I think that we might start smoking up pretty quick. The reality is is that coffee, if it's a mood-altering thing, like just like alcohol, it is everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having a beer yeah. or two. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having a coffee or two. Yeah. But if you're just down the hatch, yeah. going off the rails. I ha- that's fair, because I have heard the argument against marijuana as it's impossible to have it in moderation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have one toke of it, and you're too high that you're sort of thing. Like, Beyond there's moderate. no, like, yeah. I can get a little bit of it just to relax or whatever. Of it, sort of thing. But if they could turn down the potency of it, would we? Well, it used to be. Yeah. Like, they're constantly trying to get more THC in each thing, right? Which... The worry of federal legalization for a lot of marijuana users is the government's going to limit the amount of THC in a thing. Okay. Where, like, they're going to regulate it so it's less potent, so that we don't get the good stuff or whatever like that. So there's lots of people who really are not, well, especially in BC, where they actually (laughs) do protests. There was a protest on 420. Yeah. When Trudeau announced that he was going to legalize it next year, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Especially and there was tons of potheads who were protesting that. They were so upset that it was going to get legalized because they were like, then it's regulated and blah, blah, blah. Maybe if marijuana were less potent, we would. it would actually just relax you slightly, mm-hmm. but you could just do, you could drive and have no problem with that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, anyway, no, this, this is coffee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I, wa- I want to talk about the Mormon position because Mormons okay. are famous for being... Uh, no alcohol, yes, smoking, yes. tobacco, uh, tea, or coffee. Those are all part of their health code, which is not them interpreting the Bible differently than us. That's actually from the revelation to Joseph Smith. To, Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> to his revelation on, it was on a section on healthy eating. I kind of looked this up. And Mormons don't drink coffee or tea, or at least the devout Mormons don't. And I was thinking, like, is that just a more consistent view Mm. than ours, right? Where they're just like, it's a mood-altering drug, like every other one. If you're going to be good with coffee, why are you not good with the other ones? Right. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to be against all of them. It's It's consistent. It's consistent. Yeah. Right? It's it's often when I think about the Catholic position on contraception, Mm. like having no condoms and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like... I could never live that way because I would have a million children. And that's <laughs> like, but it's way Which more. Which is such a terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fill my quiver. But, but, you know, like, it's so much more consistent than my yeah. position. And I know that. And yet it's very inconvenient if mm-hmm. I followed that. So I don't like the Catholic position. And in the same way, I really like coffee and would not want that rule. So I'm making a reason around it. Yeah. I just wondered if it's, I don't know, I just kind of appreciate that about them. Like, I mean, tea is like the weakest caffeine in the world. Yeah. Seems crazy, but. That, that's where the everything in moderation saves us because there isn't anything wrong with having a little alcohol. I will say, 
oh, this could raise some flags, maybe. Just because we're not consistent doesn't mean we're not biblical. Because, like, the, the Mormon position, it's not, well, I don't, the Shmormon position, I don't know if it's a biblical one to just have a hard, fast rule about that. And it's like, it's a great principle, and I'm glad they stick to it, but it's not biblical. Like, the Bible's a little bit grayer than we would hope for, or mm-hmm. that we would like. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's what God allows us to kind of explore stuff. Yep. And... Um, hopefully in a good way. But that's why, we, even with the Catholic position on contraception, it's like, they're just making a decision. Maybe it is biblical, and I should look into it. But we're going to live like it's not. <laughs> right, boys? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm supposed to be really manly right now. Okay, last thing that I was thinking, and this totally was a bombshell. I called Ivy because I was so excited about it, like woke her up. I, I was trying to figure out what does coffee say about our culture and about maybe the idea the values or like the idols of our culture almost Mm. in the way that like our culture crazy values productivity. And so of course our main psychoactive drug would be an accelerant that would help us do that more. And we all have these jokes like, Oh, I need my coffee. And like, Oh, I'm drinking like five cups. We laugh about that. Mm -hmm. It's all accelerant, accelerant, accelerant. And that is our culture. So busy. Right? And and I'm so busy, you know. So I was thinking about that. Is there any difference between the amount of coffee shops we have around our cities and other cultures that have tons of opium dens all around their cities? Like, it's a a meeting spot. It's a place for community. But it's a place to hang around and have a mood-altering drug that maybe was an idolatrous value of that culture, which was leisure you know emphasize too much or something like that but like opium dens or hookah bars like all these depressants that we have an infrastructure like if an alien came down Mm -hmm. and went to a city in china back in the opium wars right and on every corner there's an opium den with people hanging out and people going, oh, I need my opium this morning, or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> and then that alien got transported to, you know, Vancouver, yeah. and, you know, went from Starbucks to Starbucks to Starbucks. Would he be like, these are exactly the same. This is the exact same situation. It's just the drug does the opposite thing to you. Yeah. Does coffee, does it have that much of an implication, or am I going nuts? Tell me! <laughs> what do you think? I'm still going to go on that yeah, thing. I'm still going to go on the lines of like, because it has its limits. It's a, like, it doesn't make you. You really don't think it's the same? It's the same, I'm man. Sure. I'm sure. I mean, my mind is blown by this new Like, I, I, I'm going to repeat this all the, the time. No, the aliens would say, yeah, humans have these tendencies yeah, to like be social or to come around a thing that like they enjoy. Come. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is. We look at the opium dens and we're like, oh, that culture, like, oh, like, and we can think of all the negatives we ascribe to a culture that has opium dens everywhere. <laughs> and that culture could come to us and be like, you have coffee shops on all corners and you have so many divorces and everything because you don't have time for your kids and because you're such a productivity culture, like you have no time for anything because you're so driven by success and they would be like, this is just as a corrosive a substance to a culture as a symbol of a culture's values. Wow. 
as those opium dens. Like, I just don't think that person would have any difference. They'd be like, wow, the West is really terrible. And we'd be like, wow, the East is really, like, terrible. And then alien would be like, you can't do both. Like, yeah, alien would be like, give me so, your water. <laughs> we would die. So, so are you, is your point that coffee is the cause of divorces? Is that your... No, I, you just no, no, it's a symbol of a culture that doesn't take time for family and is concentrated on success and things like that. Like it's an accelerant that we use to be more productive, to get more hours in of work. So I just think, I don't know. It's, wow. I'm not, I'm not going to fight you on this. Okay, well, that was the first. My, my mind isn't blown like yours. I'm like, <laughs> we kind of, yeah, our culture likes coffee a lot. We also like TV. Well, I'm going to refine that theory, <laughs> and it's going to come out again in a way that just totally blows your mind. I can't wait. I can't wait. Sure. <sighs> I got a lot of time in the car car coming, <laughs> trust me. I think, you, I think you think through too much sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. <laughs> I think we've talked about everything there could be to talk about with coffee. I think so. We are your comprehensive podcast that you don't need to go seek out all the other yeah. ones. By talking about the have, insignificant things, we address everything. You guys have been really contra- like confrontational. I was going to say, like, we need to do some crossovers or something. What? Crossovers? Yeah, that's like the new big thing. What is crossovers? Like, get some of those other podcast guys. Oh. And you guys are like, those guys suck. And they're like, yeah, come over here. We will show you. <laughs> they think they are talking about like, real things. <laughs> they're like, maybe, maybe come on our show. We're like, shut up. <laughs> hey, we do have listener mail. Oh, I totally got listener mail from a friend of ours. Yes. Um, Schmiss. <laughs> Schmiss Schmiss. <laughs> Schmiss Schmiss. Is, is it listener mail you give? Yeah. yeah. I think that okay. is, Dave, Dave, I think you're right on this. <laughs> so he emails me out of the blue because he had obviously um, heard word on the street. This is the Chris, buzz. Chris Lance, by the way. He's, the, he's our... Like, I think just he so figured it out. Yes. He's our one listener who <laughs> likes it so far. But he sends me this glowing email and it was so good. He goes, in capital letters, I love the blog. I need more of the blog. I want to be on the blog. I have an idea for the blog. And then he sends it. And then there's this little message after that says... I realized I said blog that holy bell instead of podcast. So just replace that in your mind. <laughs> and it was like, wow, what a dedicated listener. No it's like, this is a great blog. <laughs> thank you, Chris. <laughs> yes, thank you, Chris. I know you meant well. <laughs> I shouldn't mock you. Yeah, let's not alienate our one listener. <laughs> That's our listener mail. So if you want to comment on our blog, you can go to <laughs> desiringbrethrenpodcast at gmail.com. And that, I think that's it for me. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm Tanner Hoffs. I'm David Short. No. <laughs> and I'm Jackson O'Brien. Later. Thank you. Have a cup of joe. Maybe not. Maybe not.